0: Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Living here is not so bad. A car should never be a home. I park on a quiet street, lock the doors, and I hope no one notices me. Have you noticed? We have, at Helping Up Mission, a woman in desperate need can receive food, a safe place to sleep, and a new beginning. Winter is coming. Go to HelpingUpMission.org. Notice the need, and please give generously to help at HelpingUpMission.org. Episode of the Black Girl Boss podcast is brought to you by Freshbooks. Freshbooks is a super simple invoicing solution that lets you create and send slick, professional looking invoices in seconds. I personally use Freshbooks in my business to send invoices to my clients, to send recurring invoices to monthly clients. I use it to track my expenses. I actually switched over um, from using QuickBooks to using Freshbooks. And to be honest, not just because they're a sponsor, but I truly love Freshbooks because it's just super duper easy it's very user friendly so I can log on to my FreshBooks dashboard and see exactly what my business how my business is doing um, I can see uh, when my invoices are going to be sent out I can see what invoices are past due who I need to follow up with all of that good stuff so I love FreshBooks it allows me I can take a picture of my receipt upload it right into FreshBooks and it'll track all of my expenses for me and to be honest my favorite part about FreshBooks though is that if if I need to have a question or if I need help with anything, I can just call and talk to a real person. I know a lot of um, these invoicing softwares, you got to call and and deal with these automated systems. So FreshBooks, somebody picks up super quick and I get to talk to a live person and get help on what I'm looking for. So I definitely suggest that for all of you guys that are trying to get better with your expenses, get find a new invoicing solution um, or just find a better way to run your business on the back end. Definitely check out FreshBooks for free for 30 days by just going on www.gofreshbooks.com slash blackgirlboss and enter blackgirlboss podcast in the how did you hear about us section. So one more time, go to www.gofreshbooks.com slash blackgirlboss. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, it's Tatum, and welcome to another episode of the Black Girl Boss Podcast. So I realized like these episodes I have been so long, and it's so funny because I'm always trying to figure out who am I really talking to because (laughs) when I record these, I'm in a room by myself, I'm going off of my notes, so it's always funny to me how long the podcast end up being. But um, yeah, this one's actually going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, We have some really good questions, so I wanted to spend more time on questions. Um, But the main segment for today is going to be about how to win at the comparison game. Because I feel like right now it's the end of January. This episode is going to come out on January 22nd. It's the end of January. And so now the whole new year optimism, Um, this is going to be the best year yet. I'm going to do all of these things. It's kind of dying off. So now, and it's, it's funny because people are just so fickle. Like at first it was the people, like I'm tired of people saying new me, new you. Uh, New year new me you're gonna be the same as last year those those negative people and then now because it's towards the end of the month those same negative people are like uh see y'all still ain't doing everything that y'all said y'all was gonna do at the beginning of the year y'all done already fell off so it's just like because there's those naysayers that are basically just Combating everything every time somebody is doing something positive. A lot of times it leaves you to feeling bad that you haven't, let's say already made your million dollars by January 22nd, or you haven't already quit your job by January 22nd, or your business isn't already off the ground by January 22nd. It, it, it gives us this, this, uh, this fake reality that we're supposed to be successful already because we set these high goals at the beginning of the year or that. Because we let's say may have fallen off or not as consistent as we were off the gate that we can't get back on track. So I wanted to do this episode because you may be scrolling on Instagram or on social media or talking to people and and seeing like people may be making these great strides in their business already, getting these great results, like oh, it's the first is only the first few weeks of the year, and I've already XYZ. And that's those things are excellent for those people. Um, but you if you're the person who hasn't been as consistent um, and maybe have fallen off a little bit, you may be feeling bad or comparing yourself, feeling like your year is down the drain already. So I really want to speak to that person in this episode to provide a little bit of encouragement on how to win at this comparison game. Because as I was doing research to try to find some facts and some um, studies and things like that to back up. My uh, point on this, I really I found consistent studies that talked about how comparison on social media is linked to things like anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, not just in teenagers. I knew this about teenagers because of my work with the youth, but I didn't realize that this stuff is is. Uh, applying to adults as well. Adults are feeling bad about themselves and their lives because of what they're seeing on social media. And so this isn't a game. I know we, I've said before on this show, don't compare your chapter three to someone else's chapter 30. But the truth is, because social media is such, uh, such a big part of our lives. It's not that it's, it's easier said than done. You know, I can tell you, don't compare your chapter three to someone else's chapter 30. And you can be like, yes, I'm not going to do that. But then when you grow on Instagram, you can't help it. And that's because it's, it's something that's happening in our subconscious um, that's doing that. So we're not even aware of, of how to combat this. And so that's why I wanted to, to talk about this today and give some tips on how you can win at this comparison game so that you can keep the momentum that you had at the beginning of the year, or you can regain the momentum that you may feel like you lost, or you can may just or you can just have some encouragement on how to focus on your own uh, journey and, and not feel like or not be affected in any way by what someone else is doing. So the first point I wanted to make was you can't place value in the positive that someone says without placing value in the negative, because the root of both of those is putting stock in what other people think. And I came to this realization actually this past week because I was on uh, iTunes, like looking at the reviews of the podcast, and I was just getting so full, like sh- shedding thug tears and all because it was, I was just so grateful that um, s- something that we started last year, uh, we, we started in 2016, but launched it in 2017. Um, Something that I was so doubtful about Has impacted so many people Like I know I can look at the numbers And see how many people listen to the show every week But it's nothing like reading the reviews And seeing what people say And reading the DMs So I was reading those uh, reviews on iTunes Please go leave us a review, by the way Um, But I was reading those reviews on iTunes And I was just getting so full and so grateful And just thanking God uh, for, for for a little old me To be having such a positive impact on other people People that I don't even know who don't even know me So I I do want to just say to you guys that are listening I'm so grateful for you guys Um, It just it really makes my day But anyway I was reading those comments and feeling so good So then I got to kind of searching around Like I googled uh, the podcast And I was just like going through like articles We've been featured in different articles About top podcasts and things like that So but I came across a negative article and um I didn't know it was negative when I clicked on it. So it was talking about, it was another article just talking about podcast. So I was reading like, and it wasn't an article. It was more of like a discussion thread or whatever. So I was like reading it and I, and it was, it was not positive <laughs> to say the least. It was, it was very critical, not constructive criticism either. It was cause I'm really good at constructive criticism. Like people have emailed us. I know in the beginning, um, people have like reached out and be like, Hey, look, this audio (laughs) on this episode you know and I'm like okay cool that's something I need to focus on and improve like I'm great at constructive criticism but just being mean that's just not okay um but anyway so I was reading it and to be honest my feelings was kind of hurt and so because my feelings was hurt I was like let me because I really have tough skin so I when um I come across things that make me feel away. I like to take a second to analyze my feelings first because I'm the type where I never want anybody, especially anybody negative, to have control over my emotions. And so if something has the power to make me feel anything less than my best, then I immediately have to analyze it to figure out why so that I can correct it and go back to focusing on things that make me happy. And so in that, I and that's just something that I do to make sure my mental health stays the w- where it needs to be to make sure that I stay in a positive mood to make sure I stay productive and focused on the positive things I've accomplished, as well as the things that I still have left to do. And I don't let anything um, negative sidetrack me or keep me from doing what God called me to do. So that's the reason why I like to analyze any feeling that isn't positive. And so in analyzing it, it was like, I really had to go and actually pray about it because I couldn't understand how to find the balance of being vulnerable because a big part of the show is being vulnerable, letting everybody into the um, journey of entrepreneurship, letting everybody into the wins, the losses, et cetera. Like the premise of this show is vulnerability. We can't, this show cannot happen without transparency and vulnerability. So I was trying to understand like, what is the 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 i guess middle ground of being vulnerable and transparent without giving people the power to affect your feelings based off of uh, the things that they say. And what I realized was, what I said it before I started telling this story, that you can't put the, you can't put stock in the positive that people say. And like, I can't expect to go on iTunes and read these reviews and be in tears and of joyous tears, um, because I'm so grateful of, of the things that people say, I can't allow that to make me feel that way, even though it's positive without, um, allowing something negative to make me feel the opposite way. So there's, there's no way I can only block myself out to, uh, I can only open myself up to positive stuff without, um, Letting without being affected by By the negative without being infected By the negative so it was kind of like A a little little epiphany That I had and I could be wrong Like I'm just telling y'all the conclusion That I came to based off Of that situation and so But when I prayed about it though I was asking God like well what is the what is the Solution because to be Honest when I see negative stuff it's Like man I put myself out there uh, I put myself out there Every week I talk about stuff that I never would talk about, um, for real, for the sake of helping others. And then somebody going to try to play me like, excuse me, and then be dead wrong with trying to play me and the stuff that they saying. Like I was like, that was my mood. So I'm like, you know, God, how are you calling me to, to be more open and to share things with these people and to, to be able to impact these people in a positive way. But then you got the trolls too. Like, I don't really like that. That makes me want to be like, forget you. I'm not doing nothing, but that's not fair. You know what I mean? That's not fair to you guys who, who, um, love this show. And that's not fair to my calling. That's not fair. That's actually being disobedient to what God calls me to, has called me to do. So I was really like asking, I had to go and ask God straight up like, well, well, what is it? What is that balance? Um, and what God told me was I'm focusing on the wrong thing altogether and, it's crazy because God has been trying to get that point across to me for a while, but I just wasn't really like, I wasn't really getting it. And, um, it wasn't until he said this to me in my quiet time and talking to him that I got it. And I understood like, dang, I've heard like four sermons on this recently. Like God has really been trying to tell me this, but for whatever reason, it wasn't registering with me. Um, but I had to go grab my prayer journal so I can say exactly what I wrote down. So for you guys who have prayer journals what I do is I write down um messages that I hear from God and I put a sticky note on it so that I can always go back and refer to what God said. Um but anyway, so one of the things that God told me was when you focus on me, you're protected from from paying attention or even noticing things that will hurt you. And I was like, wow. That's it right there. Because if we focus on God, God is never going to hurt us. He's never trying to hurt us. We may do things that we don't like. He may have us uh, be obedient in areas that we don't want to be obedient in, but, if we if we focus on him, we will never be hurt. It's like having tunnel vision. And I and I wrote about this in like um I was creating content and I think I wrote this in like uh a post to be scheduled on my Instagram. But it was saying that um when you become a God centered entrepreneur, when God becomes the CEO of your business, things shift a little bit. So Natural business acumen may tell you to take heed to like reviews and things like that. But when God is a CEO, you only focus on what God wants you to do, because it's like God is giving you the blueprint for your success. If you just listen and he gives it in the form of instruction. So he tells you, "Okay, go do this. You just go do it and it all is going to work out for you to be successful. But it takes true trust and surrendering to get to that point. So it was like I was I'm making this transition of, of not necessarily making this transition, but I'm tightening up spiritually. So when I'm taking these things to God and he's being 100 with me, like, look, you focused on the wrong thing. The the positive reviews are great It's of course, it makes you feel good, but the negative is going to make you feel feel bad either I mean feel bad too but if you come and focus on me and what I have to say you won't even notice the bad or the good you can be grateful grateful for the good but my opinion is what ultimately matters because people are going to applaud you when you doing regular people are going to applaud you um no matter people applaud you for things that um maybe like Step one compared or entry level compared to what God wants you to do. So even if you take heed to the yeses and the, and the hand claps and the praise and the reviews that people, uh, or the testimonials or whatever that people give you, you have to, you have to, it's okay to, to read those things and to feel good about them, but that's not your focus. Your focus has to always, always be on God and what he wants you to do. Um, because that's the person who knows the end from the beginning and what's going to make you successful so that's kind of where I came at that point and I wanted to to share that and share kind of how I worked through those emotions to get to get to that point to realize I needed to change my focus because this happens to people every day like I just so happened to be searching for um, certain things related to the podcast but a lot of people every day are scrolling on social media um, comparing their lives to others or looking at or somebody may post something it may not be directly about you or calling you out as explicitly as this was But it may be something like, oh, if you ain't making no money in your business, then you broke. Or yeah, the reason why you ain't successful is because you ain't doing this. Like It may just be something that somebody says that may may connect with a certain insecurity that you may have in your business. But because um, you're letting that stuff get to you, it shows that your focus is off. So uh, a way to win at this comparison game is to shift your focus, is to shift your focus offline and shift your focus to God, because God is going to be the one to tell you exactly what you need to do to be successful, tell you exactly what you've been doing right and exactly what you need to improve on in order to be successful. And I'm telling you this from firsthand experience. Like if I go through my prayer journal just for this this year alone, I've asked God straight up, like, you know, what are the things that you need me? to, to work on? Like, what do I need to be focused on? And God has told me straight up things that I need to change or things that, and a lot of it. To be honest, has nothing to do with business. God is like, you know, I need you to work on this in your personal life and I'm gonna take care of the business part. I need you to just do this and I'll take care of it. I need you to just do that and I'll take care of this. Like he really gives you instructions. Um, so I really wanted to make that point first that when you focus your relationship or focus your attention on God and what he says, you won't even have room to end up comparing yourself to others because you're gonna be so in love with who God has already said you are. Um number 2 is number two when winning at the comparison game is to understand that entrepreneurship is not a race at all and because we live in this instant gratification world we always feel like it's a race like like I said in the beginning of this we feel like because it's January 22nd and we haven't made a million dollars yet then somehow we're doing something wrong or because we haven't got the number of clients we wanted to get yet or we're somehow doing something wrong yeah a lot of it really is timing you know I mean? A lot of it is, is things that we have to really go to God about, but you have to understand that entrepreneurship is not a race. And this is something I had to check myself on as well. Um, I was this, this year so far, I mean, between the end of last year and this year has been like a, a season of new for me You know I, of course I got engaged At the end of last year um, It was a new year The holidays I moved right at the first week of the year um, My fiance got a new job It's just been a lot of new things happening And these are all great things Don't get me wrong But it was just something I had to get adjusted to You know what I mean Understanding like I moved from Maryland to Northern Virginia, which is not far But it's a new area, so just kind of getting To know where I am um, Where I'm, you know, what's around Me and stuff like that, so it's just Transitional, and so Because of that um God has also been dropping ideas in my spirit for me to do. So it's been things that I'm work I've been working on on the back end that I people aren't going to be able to see until they're completed. So I have some great things that are going to be coming out in February that you guys are going to be like, dang, she putting out a lot of stuff It's because I've been working on it for the for all of January. But I've been kind of feeling I've been feeling lazy, because I haven't been putting out as much. You know what I mean? I've been feeling lazy, because uh, I've been seeing, okay, here we back to this comparison thing, right? I've been seeing like, maybe uh, other people are putting out new courses, new, this new programs, new that new whatever. And I feel like, dang. I ain't even had time to do that stuff because it's been so much going on in my my personal life, just getting adjusted to the transitions as well as getting things in motion that God's been telling me to do. And and also my new schedule, Um, my new schedule, I told you guys for this year, because I'm tightening up spiritually and God keeps telling me (laughs) to focus on him. um, I do more spiritual things throughout the day than I do business. So focusing on God for part of my day. So now for the, the time that I'm working on my business, I have to be even more focused so that I'm I'm still as productive. But it's still it's an adjustment. I'm used to waking up and maybe saying a quick prayer and going straight to work. But now I can't do that in order for me to get to where God's trying to take me. I can't do that. So it's been an adjustment. And I felt like, dang, I'm lazy because I haven't done X, Y, Z, even though my income hasn't changed. You know, I'm still doing well in my business. It's for some reason, mentally, I've just felt like, oh, I should be doing more. And it's because I'm looking at it. I don't know why. I think it's because of what the point that I made of you can't look at entrepreneurship like a race. Like... Me focusing on I feel lazy because I'm not working, let's say, sitting at my computer as much as I have in the past is taken away from the fact of the reason why I'm not is because of so many amazing things that's been going on. You know, it's been so many positive things happening in my personal life and I'm mad because for some reason I'm not. Stressing over business, and I and I think it goes back to um, those seasons of entrepreneurship that I talked about in the last episode. Me being so used to grinding in the trenches, I don't, I'm not used to the season of becoming yet. You know what I mean? So um, I wanted to share that with you because I want y'all to know, like, it's real. It, you- this episode is brought to you by NetSuite. Now, listen, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. It's not just about the gross, but it's about what we net, what we take home. And NetSuite gives you the perfect opportunity to net more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With the way that the economy is looking right now, everything costs so much. So when it comes to these businesses, we have to make sure that we are cutting costs and finding ways to save money and boost performance at the same time. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. I've been telling you guys that I'm planning a trip for my husband's milestone birthday that he has coming up. And as we choose which location we actually want to go to, I've been thinking a lot about learning a new language once we narrow it down. Because when I get there, I want to throw myself into the culture, into the language. And a part of that is learning exactly the language that they speak ahead of me getting there, right? Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app and that it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. I'm most excited about the track record of Rosetta Stone because, I mean, they've been trusted experts for 30 years. Millions of users and 25 languages offered. I mean, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, they have fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. So no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They have an intuitive process so that you pick up language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then sentences. And overall, it's designed for long-term retention. They have speech recognition, so a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. So again, those desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And best of all, amazing value. Lifetime Membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners can give Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. You have to constantly keep yourself in check when it comes to your entrepreneurial journey to make sure that you're focused on what God wants you to do. You're focused on um, growth and you're appreciating how far you've come and not trying to race to the next thing. It's, it's not a race. You know, um, life coach Tish that we've had on the show plenty of times always tells me, you know, you don't have to get an A at this, you know, and, and I'm, I'm an overachiever. So I'm used to, Get in the egg. Like, I'm the type of person who wants an A on everything. So I have to keep that in check when it become when it comes to entrepreneurship so that I'm not. Thinking that it's a race and same thing for you guys entrepreneurship is not a race if you can only do three things for your business that week because of your other responsibilities if your schedule allows even after you've made the necessary sacrifices you've gotten more discipline and your schedule only allows you to accomplish three things for your business that that week that's okay you know what I mean that's that's totally okay for you to do those three things because if you keep doing those three things every single week eventually you're going to meet your goal. Goal. It's not like a race, uh, a race to some some imaginary finish line of success. I was listening to. Eric Thomas podcast this week and he was talking about they he was they were talking about fitness and how um a lot of people have fitness goals and or goals in general and it's hard for them to keep it up, especially with this time of the new year, of course. It's hard for people to keep them up um after some time. And so he was asked the other host, CJ was asking E. T. Like, well, how do you how are you able to stay consistent? What are your tips for people to be consistent? And his tip was real, he was just saying that you have to just do a little bit every single day a little bit and not get so obsessed. I want to quit my job this year. So now you're obsessing over quitting your job as opposed to just focusing on I want to make this amount I I want to do XYZ in my business this month And then little by little that piles up on top of each other. And that equals you quitting your job. It's just it's calming yourself down enough to just put one foot in front of the other. And I had to and and he gave the example of when it comes to his fitness journey. He says every day he's going to do ten thousand steps. That's it. So if he's on, if he has calls, he just walks around while he's doing his calls. If he doesn't have a lot of time to walk as much, he'll hop on a treadmill. So he's not hopping on a treadmill every single day. So even though he doesn't like it, he can knock it out once that week to get the the steps in on whatever day he may not be able to walk as much. But he just does it little, a little bit every single day. And and eventually that adds up to the fitness goals. So that even made me revisit my goals, especially with my health and wellness journey, looking like, okay, I'm obsessing. I I am the person that obsessed over stuff. I research everything. I need to know what's going on. Like I obsess over everything because I do at times get caught into I want this to happen quickly. But life doesn't work like that. So I had to even revisit my um fitness journey and be like, okay, if I lose, let's say one pound a week, I'll be at least 50 pounds lighter, even though I don't want to lose that much weight, but I will at least be 50 pounds lighter by this time next year. So if I, if I only focus on losing that one pound a week and then I'm good eventually I'm going to lose the pounds that I want to lose as opposed to being like I'm going to work out I'm going to uh work out intensely seven days a week I'm only eating lettuce I'm uh not drinking only drinking water directly from about like doing making all these drastic drastic changes that are un that's not even reasonable for me to keep up Uh, instead I'm focusing on being consistent in the small so that it builds up to something bigger So for you guys that's listening, understand that entrepreneurship is not a race. And the way that you win at that comparison game is to just focus on doing um, one small thing a day, one thing a week, a few things a week that's going to get you to your goal as opposed to feeling like it's a race. You know what I mean? So when you look at somebody else's journey, you're not feeling bad about your own because you got your plan, you know. Like I'm, I'm crushing these three goals a week for six months. And then I'm going to get to that goal. And then six months after that, I'm going to get to the next goal. But I'm not going to be out here just doing anything just for the sake of keeping up with the Joneses. And lastly, I just want to reemphasize the importance of having tunnel vision. And I used to think tunnel, vi- having tunnel vision meant that um, being focused on, you should be focused on your, your goals and your ambition and block out everything else. But this week I've really learned that tunnel vision is focusing on God and blocking out everything else, including your ambition and your goals. And I know y'all are like, that sounds crazy, but it's true because God is your ambitions and your goals, may be chum compared to what God has for you. So when you focus on him instead of what you want, you're guaranteed to reach your best life because he's the one that's going to give it to you. So I wanted to emphasize that. Um, and then Oh, one more thing I did want to say is don't get so caught up in who you want to be or where you want to be in your business that you forget who you are and how far to, how far you have come. A lot of times in this comparison game is because somebody else may be living that self-employed life and we want to quit our jobs or somebody else may be buying a new car and we still uh, dealing with the car troubles that we have or somebody else may be on vacation and we're going to work like There's always a reason for that comparison But nine times out of ten Is because somebody has something that you want But it's important too that we get That we uh, tap into appreciating Who we are right now And how far we've come And understand that it's our journey And our journey alone And I want to end with my favorite quote Is don't compare your chapter three To somebody else's chapter 30 You don't know what they've been through You don't know how far they've come You just so happen to tap into Or to follow them Starting at chapter 30 Of their journey While you're still just beginning So yeah That's all I wanted to cover About winning at the comparison game When I read that That comparison on social media Was a a major cause was a major cause in um depression And anxiety For people in our age group I definitely wanted to talk about this So that we can We can understand What's going on here And we can go against it Because the devil is really out here Trying to knock us off our game And if we're all on social media He's going to use that To get us in that depressive state And to get us in those states of anxiety And low self-esteem So I wanted to bring this To you guys' attention So that we can just work on it Um, work on focusing on God and not getting caught up in the things around us so that we can all just be out here living our best life so I'm going to take a break Uh, if you have any other advice or suggestions or whatever about winning at the comparison game or ways that you have overcome comparing yourself to others besides anything that I said definitely shoot me a DM at Tatum Tamiya T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A and I will share your feedback as well on the show So I'm gonna take a break really quick and I'm gonna come back with questions And i'm back with questions as usual you guys if you want to ask a question to be answered on the show Go to www.blackgirlbosses.com Click on the ask a boss tab and I will answer it on the show I am a personal stylist and i've had my business since 2014 I still have my nine to five because i'm not financially ready to let that go There are so many factors with the with the finances that I would not bore you with. But that is the big obstacle in making my business the way I want it to be. My questions are, even though I've been doing this for four years, I'm still not getting the clientele that for one, I would love to have. And two, I'm, that I know will help me out even further of the financial hole that I'm in. I've actually started an image developing company company with two other people this year, that is going to be amazing. We each bring an element to the company that works perfectly for this to be a success. But of course, you know, with any new business, it takes money to make money. My problem is I don't have, I don't want to be the wink link The weak link in this group due to my financial situation, if I can't put in the money that needs to be done, this is not me tooting my own horn at all. But styling is something that I'm very good at. And the clients that I do have make sure they are getting every penny's worth. She put in parentheses. I'm not cheap. (laughs) So I know my skills. A uh, contribution to the company will not lack but being able to put in financially in the beginning and support the traveling trips we have planned so far are going to expose me as the weak link I just need your advice as to what you think I should do to help myself out of the situation or if it is even possible at this point so let's start with the question about uh, or the, the advice that you wanted on how to get more clients in your business so first you said you have a few clients so I think the first step and what will get you the quickest results are to utilize the clients that you already have so ask your clients to give you a list of referrals so ask them if they know anybody who uh, is in need of a stylist who have been looking for a stylist or they think that you're a good fit for ask them for their name the name of that person as well as the email and phone number of those people so that you can reach out to them um, and tell them about your services. So definitely start there. Also get some testimonials from your clients so that you can use that when in your marketing and things like that. So that would be the first thing. And also revisiting how you got the clients that you have um, so that you can keep doing that because obviously something in that is working because it did get you the clients that you have now. So that's the first thing. That's where I would start in order to, to see a little bit of quicker results. Now, the next thing is I have questions. For you, as far as what is your marketing like? Do you have sales funners, in, funnels, funners, sales funnels in your business? What it, what what is your client acquisition process like right now? What is your marketing like right now? Do you have a marketing plan, or are you just posting on social media to get new clients, or are you just meeting people in person and following up with them, or are you just reaching out to friends and families? Like what, what is it? If there's no no funnel plan structure and process, then the next thing you need to do is really go to the, 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 um, Step one and creating those things. So that way you can start experimenting with different marketing strategies to see which one works. The problem, the reason why a lot of people aren't able to uh, get the clients that they want to get is because they have no structure on how they're going to get those clients and you have, and you have no process to get those clients. So then when something isn't working, you don't even know what's not working because there's no process in place. So I always like to use the example of like the sales funnel, a funnel is a cone It's a, a funnel is shaped like an upside down cone so it's wide at the top narrow at the bottom and it's symbolic because of course as people go through your funnel less people are going to actually purchase from you than who enter into the funnel but the benefit of having a funnel is let's say your funnel is super wide in the hips right let's say your funnel has like a bulge at some point people are getting stuck at a certain place in your funnel that's that's it's great because it tells you where the problem is. So now you know, dang, I'm not getting as many clients as I want. Let me see where everybody's getting stuck at. Then you're able to go back and make adjustments as opposed to if you were just shooting in the dark the whole time, it's going to be a lot harder. And also having funnels and automation and things like that in place allows you to be able to take time off from your business. So you can actually enjoy being self-employed when you get to that point, as opposed to just uh, feeling like you have to grind, grind, grind 24 seven. So I'm actually going to be doing a masterclass on this in February. So, I, so definitely keep a lookout for that. But I really think that you should first start with the clients you already have and maximize those to get new ones. And then two, go back to the drawing board uh, to create if you don't already have them. So if you do have funnels, go back to see where people are getting stuck so that you can make the adjustments to get the clients that you want. Um, but if you don't have them, then definitely uh, start creating those structures and systems in your business uh, and that Creating that marketing plan and utilize help if you need to, a consultant or a business coach or whatever, if you need to, in order to make that happen. And also, if you haven't done this already, really go and figure out like, your survival number, like how much it costs you to live without your job. So if you're saying that you're in this financial hole, what does that look like to get out the financial hole? How much money do you need? How many clients do you need in order to sustain uh, your lifestyle? You know, what can you cut back on in other areas in order to get yourself to where you need to be? What sacrifices can you make in order to make things happen? So I will also suggest that you do that as well as you prepare to get your business where you want it to be for you to leave your job. Now onto the second business that you are going into with your friends. I'm I'm a firm believer in getting the first business to the uh, a, a stable point before you commit to something else. Because now, especially when you're getting involved with other people, you may have the skills and things like that. But it, do you have the time to give your all to this new project? Do you have the time to give your all as to that project and your current uh, business that you're that you're growing, so I would really first take a, a a a little introspective look and be realistic with yourself to to decide if you're able to do that first. Um. So yeah. So that's that's the first thing. Secondly. And I say that because a lot of times we get excited about new business ideas. It's like, oh, this sounds so great. Oh, yes, this is going to be perfect. She can do this. I can do that. She can do this. This is going to be the bomb. But then you really when you really get into the knee deep of the not so fun and exciting parts of building a business it's like. I don't even have time for this. I'm still trying to get myself out the financial hole with my other business. So I'm still trying to uh, get more clients in my other business. So I would definitely really think about those things first. Uh, However, if you've already thought about those things um, and you're still trying to figure out how to go with this new business, I'm a firm believer in communication. I think one of the biggest skills that anybody can have, I think two of the biggest skills that any person can have that are so underrated is communication skills, excuse me, Are communication communication skills and conflict resolution skills. Those two skills will just totally, totally improve your life altogether. But anyway, nonetheless, when it comes to this, communication is everything. I don't think that you should get involved with this business knowing this and not be honest with them. I would tell them straight up, like, look, I financially, I'm not in a position to contribute this money. I know I have a lot to offer this group, but I didn't want to go into this leading you guys on to think or having you guys planning your money to with the assumption that I'm going to have my money and then I don't have it. And I knew I didn't have it already. And then we all looking at each other or you guys are upset with me. So just be honest with them and let them know I don't have it. And then I will also offer, offer a solution like, but I would still like to be part of this group. So what can we work out is can my equity in this company be lower in the beginning. And then when I get the money, I can buy more equity for myself later. Or can I, um, can you guys hire me as a contractor to the business as the stylist um, through, if you can, you guys contract my business as the stylist for this business. And then you just pay me to do my job. And I'm not a joint owner of the company so definitely offer some solutions i think those those two solutions are are pretty fair You know what I mean Um, I think those are pretty fair for you to offer them But I definitely think a conversation needs To be had and if this is something that you can And really want to do Then figure out how you can make that work And, and offer that solution to them And then you guys can work out the specifics Of what works and what doesn't But a conversation definitely needs to be had So that one you don't burn that bridge And two it's just a courtesy You know because I know I will want I look at everything of, of how I would want somebody there to act with me. And I would want somebody to just be honest with me from the beginning. That way we don't have to have these problems when it comes down the road. And also have these things ironed out in your paperwork. A lot of questions that we get about like businesses, especially businesses that people start together, there's no paperwork in process in in, um, play, which is crazy to me. So really make sure that the paperwork is there. What does the paperwork say? How much money is everybody putting up? If you put up $10,000, how much Equity? Does that get you in a case that somebody doesn't have the money, then what happens in a case that I don't know, God forbid, but if somebody passes away, what does that mean for the business? So really make sure the paperwork is ironed out who having that and having things like the um, operating agreement and stuff like that in place. From day one Before y'all even start Traveling the world And things like that Because if you're going to be Traveling for this business That's business expenses So who's responsible For the travel Are y'all operating Out the same bank account Y'all going to have to have Some type of bookkeeping So how is the bookkeeping Going to go When there's multiple people um, Involved in this business How does that work So I really really think You guys should have That conversation Before you even start Doing anything And you should definitely Be honest with them and offer some solutions so that it can be a mutually beneficial thing, um, and it and it can all work out. However, it's supposed to work out in the end. So, thank you, thank you, thank you for your question. Okay, next question. Hi, I'm super excited to receive feedback from you. I just want to say I have recently started listening to your podcast and I love it. I'm a 19 year old freshman in college and I'm majoring in business. I started a business while I was in high school selling hair. I wasn't consistent because honestly, I didn't know everything I needed to know before running a business. During that time, I learned a lot. I now want to focus on a business meaningful, something that drives me, something I'm passionate about. I was wondering if there was anything you would suggest that I do to figure out what kind of business I Want and how to run it successfully. So, first things first is every single business is supposed to solve a problem. So, if your idea does not solve a problem, then go with the next idea. Also, if you want to start a business that you're passionate about, I would explore those different passions because you're studying business. You're going to be learning business school really teaches you how to be an executive, not necessarily how to be an entrepreneur. So what I would do is uh, do a lot of volunteering work, especially while you're still trying to figure out what you're passionate about. I would do some volunteer work in the areas that I'm passionate about and, and ask a lot of questions. So let's say you're passionate about animals. I would go to like shelters or vets or whatever and volunteer, but also get in cool with the owner and ask different questions about what it's been like to offer, to, to build up a vet business or what it's been like to, to, I don't know. I don't know if people own a shelter or if that's like government related, but, um, yeah, just asking the people in charge different Question. so you can just get some intel on what it's like from a real person as well as doing some research on what the industry is like for that idea next question what inspired you to start this black girl boss podcast i started this podcast because i felt like there were i've always been an avid reader And I felt like there were a lot of books and other podcasts. I love podcasts. I do listen to a lot Um, other podcasts and things like that. And everybody was always just telling you the the top X ways to be successful or the secrets to living your best life and all of these things. But they were so far removed from the trenches, so to speak, or so far removed from the building blocks of getting to where they are. It was they were almost unrelatable. Um, And I really wanted to know the details. Like I wanted to know the ins and outs of what their journey was like. And I felt like I couldn't find that. I couldn't find anything that I can watch or listen to or read that really let me into the the trenches, you know, gave me a sneak peek of what it was like growing a business from the ground up in real time. So I, I started this podcast if, to fill that need. I knew that if, if me as an entrepreneur was looking for that, then other entrepreneurs had to be looking for that too. And I've had conversations with people who were entrepreneurs trying to find that same thing. So I was like, I'm just going to create it. And so that's what I did. That was my inspiration behind starting this podcast. And I love it. I mean, this podcast has been, amazing um Milan and I have been able to share some pretty awesome moments in our journey thus far um so yeah it's been awesome thanks for that question So that wraps up the question, you guys. And I'm actually going to wrap up the show here. Definitely send me your wins of the week. We didn't get any submissions this week. So go to www.blackgirlbosses.com, click on wins of the week and it'll shoot me an email or you can just send me an email directly at Tatum, T-A-T-U-M at TatumTamia.com, T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A.com so that we can shout you out at the end of the show and celebrate all the amazing things that are happening in your business. I will talk to you guys next week. Amazon Business honors Ricardo Gurgel, owner of Veggie Root Tavern. This week, Ricardo saved big and used Amazon Business to help his team buy commercial deep fryers at a quantity discount. Because even veggies can be fried. I'm going to need two orders of fried fiddleheads. With business buying easier than before, Ricardo now uses his extra time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon.com.